Hi there, I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. Welcome to the Spa Doctor Podcast. Today we're talking about hormones and your health with my guest OBGYN, Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Dr. Kieran lost a life-changing 100 pounds and healed herself from chronic diseases by addressing the root cause. She's been featured on NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, First for Women, and other media outlets. She knows that by looking beyond the symptoms and addressing imbalances causing them, including hormonal balance, toxicity, inflammation, nutritional deficiencies, mental and emotional and spiritual imbalances, that any condition can be improved, if not ultimately healed. On today's podcast, Dr. Karen shares her powerful story and how it led her to help her own patients on a different path. She explains why women struggle more with hormonal imbalances than men do, and she shares her approach to balancing hormones and optimizing health. All of this ties into skin, of course, including a particular hormone that we don't often talk about that plays a big role in our weight energy level, mood, and skin. You'll learn all about this hormone and all of this in today's podcast. So please enjoy the interview. Dr. Karen, it's so great to have you on my podcast. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, Trevor. Yeah. So let's, um, let's start with your background because I know you have a, a pretty big story of your own healing journey that got you into being interested in what you do. Yes. Well, uh, I always say your pain becomes your purpose, and that's so true for me. I was a busy OBGYN, very successful. I had a huge office. We had four doctors and mid-level providers and 30 employees, and I had um, a home in a gated community and fancy cars and vacations, and my kids went to private school. So from the outside, I really looked like I had it all. And yet on the inside, I really was dying because I weighed over 240 pounds. I suffered with something called chronic fatigue where I slept most of the time. I suffered with something called fibromyalgia where I had pain all over my body constantly every day. I suffered with depression. I suffered with anxiety. My hair was falling out. I had no sex drive. And so even though I looked like I had it all by those measures, I really was just breathing and taking up space and had tried everything I knew as a board certified OBGYN to figure out what was wrong with me and then address it, but I couldn't find anything wrong. And so I would go to my internist and I'd say, there's got to be something wrong. And she would run tests, even though I had run tests already. And after, I don't know, eight, 10 times going to her and saying, really, something's got to be wrong. She just yelled at me and she said, Kieran, I'm telling you, everything, all your labs are fine. There's nothing wrong. And I so knew that that wasn't true, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And so I kind of resigned myself that I was just going to be this way the rest of my life, just sickly and existing. And then, thank God, one day, one of my patients, I, I call her an angel, came into the office 
And I had seen her a year before with the typical midlife female issues that I was suffering with that she had, you know, the overweight, the difficulties with sleep and energy. Um, and she had a lot of menstrual problems as well. And I had given her the standard of care treatment. Well, here's a birth control pill. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, here's another one, right? Who hasn't had that in their gynecologist's office? And she went away. We weren't really getting anywhere with her. And she went away and came back a year later and she looked like a different person. Weight gone and looked just healthy, vital, alive, skin shining, hair bright. And I said, what have you done? I knew she had done something. And she said, well, I went to this doctor who practices something called functional medicine. And we did all this special testing. We checked salivary hormones and we put me on bioidenticals and a whole bunch of other things. And I couldn't hear enough about it. And she actually brought me a book, one of Suzanne Summer's earlier books. And uh, I took it. She said, I brought this for you. It's going to tell you about it. And I took it home and I put it on my nightstand. I was married at the time. And I said to my husband, I am not reading this book by Chrissy on Three's Company. And then he, and to which he responded, oh, and she was a Playboy bunny too. I said, well, I'm really not reading, <laughs> you know. So I let it sit there for months. And then one Saturday, I was in bed and, and the kids came in and said, we're going to the movies. And they, they didn't even bother inviting me anywhere anymore. They knew the answer was going to be no. When mom's home, she's in her pajamas parked in her bed. That's, that's how it is. So they said, we'll be back. And I said, well, let me pick this book up so I can just say I looked at it and give it back to her and be polite. So I picked it up and I started reading it. And it was interesting because it really wasn't anything about Suzanne Summers. It was just her using her celebrity as a vehicle to bring information from these scientists and doctors on functional medicine. And it was basically all what they had to say. And so it immediately resonated with me because they spoke about the biochemistry that I had learned about back in med school. And so I, we all have a truth meter and I immediately knew that what I was reading was the truth and that there was this other way of looking at the body that actually looked at the cause of health problems that I didn't know anything about as a board certified OBGYN. And after a few minutes, I was reading that book like my life depended on it. And I read that whole book in one day. I don't think I stopped. And, and by dinner time, I had something I hadn't had in years, which was hope. You know, all of a sudden this door opened and a little fresh air came in. It's like, you know this is true because you learned it in med school. All you need to do is learn more about the test and do them and find out what's wrong. And so everything changed from there. I started doing the special tests that they talked about, salivary hormone testing. I, I did blood tests, but for instance, when I checked my thyroid, instead of just checking the standard quote unquote medical thyroid test, you know, a TSH and a total T4 and a calculated index, right? I did eight different parameters and I looked at my thyroid antibodies and my free T3 and my reverse T3 and things we never checked in regular medicine. And I had low thyroid, even though I had checked it at least 10 times 
with standard measures. I had a normal quote unquote thyroid. I had suboptimal thyroid function. I had a flat line cortisol when I did salivary cortisol testing. I had progesterone deficiency. I had tons of inflammation. I finally learned about gut testing, functional stool testing, and food sensitivity testing. I had leaky gut like I rarely seen. It was so bad. I was sensitive to probably on the severe line, there probably were 30 foods in that category, 30 in the intermediate, 30 in the mild. I mean, it was, my gut was so leaky. I, I don't know how I was functioning now knowing what I'm, I know, but that's why I was just existing is because I was so ill without having a medical diagnosis. And so my whole life changed. I just started addressing one thing at a time and working uh, with what I would learn about. I'd learn about a test, I would do it, I'd address it. Learn about another test, do it, address it. Started attending the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine uh, fellowship program and just got myself better one day at a time. And after two years, I had lost a hundred pounds I was off all medications except some hormonal support and um, on lots of natural supplements, botanicals and vitamins and minerals, had energy better than when I was 20. My hair grew back, uh, sex drive back, everything back, no depression, no anxiety. And, and it's funny because then of course all my patients who are midlife women with the same problems started seeing the changes. They said, what are you doing? You know how we women will do, like, what do you do? What's your secret? <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I learned about this thing called functional medicine. So I want that. So I started doing it with them. And then before long, you know, I was, I was doing my OBGYN practice um, three days a week. And then on the other two days, I was seeing functional uh, medicine patients because those visits take an hour. So they're way longer. So I couldn't, I tried to do them together. Everybody warned me it didn't work because you can't do 10 minute GYN appointments interspersed with hour long. My PA was knocking on the door like, I need you, I need you, what are you coming out? <laughs> So anyway, I, I separated the two practices, but then what I was doing on the regular OBGYN days is I was, every problem I saw, I was giving them the standard answer that my board certification says I need to say, which is birth control pills, <laughs> sleeping pills, anti-anxiety and depression medicines, right? Treat the symptom. And then I would say, and that's when I'm, my board certification says I'm supposed to tell you. And I also know that this other type of medicine helped me identify the root cause. And you may want to look at salivary hormone testing and functional testing. And everybody's like, I want that. And so then they would come see me on the other days. And eventually I realized there's no point in having a regular practice. So in 2011, I closed my practice and I have done this full time since. That's great. Well, I, thank you so much for sharing that story because I know there are so many women that that have that same kind of story. On the outside, everything looks like it's it's really great and 
um, and they look like their life is all perfect and shiny and happy, and then they're struggling on the inside. Or maybe, I mean, and maybe they are already, you know, showing on the outside that they're struggling. But until you find the root cause, it's so hard to do anything. I mean, in conventional medicine, of course, we know that there's a place in, you know, saving people's lives. And there are certain places where conventional medicine is very helpful. But I think a lot of times we miss the root causes. We miss these underlying causes. And of course, you know, I talk about it a lot with skin because skin can, as you mentioned in, in some of your story, it can be one of those big indicators that something's out of balance and we need to address the root cause. And with skin, I know that one of the really big root causes for women in particular is, is hormonal imbalances. And so how do we, how do we get that back? And, and the conventional approach doesn't have a lot of options for really balancing hormones. And so, um, you know, going the naturopathic medicine, functional medicine route gives a lot more options. So I'm, I'm so excited to have you on to talk about this. Thank you for sharing your story. And I, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening that resonate with, with your struggles and are, are also looking for solutions. So thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Like I said, your pain, my pain really has become my purpose in life. It transformed me personally, and then it transformed my entire professional life as well. And I, I'm very passionate about people learning about this type of medicine. I don't think that the majority of the population is aware, and they really look to us physicians, MDs, and DOs to guide them. But really now what I know is that in medical school, I didn't learn about the true creation of health. I only learned how to put band-aids on symptoms. Mm -hmm. And once you know what's available, your whole world opens up. And so it's my prayer and hope every day that my message and your message, that the message of true health and healing and vitality will get to people who are suffering. Yeah, absolutely. So people that are, anyone listening, if, if you, you might know somebody else that is also struggling with this. So this is a great podcast to share with other people. So let's, let's dive into talking about some of the hormonal imbalances that, um, that in particular women. And first of all, why is it that women tend to struggle with their hormones more than men? Because we see a lot, right? <laughs> right. Great question. Well, anytime a system is more complicated, it's going to be prone to more problems, right? Because there are more areas where, or more steps in a process where things can go wrong. Uh, you know, if you think about it, um, you know, when we just had plain old can openers that you use with your hand, not so much can go wrong with that. But now when you have an electric can opener, there are way more moving parts. You've got electricity. You've got a wheel that has to spin. There are all these different steps that have to happen. So it has the potential to break down. Well, we're more complicated, right? Because we, we make babies and that's a very complicated process. And our bodies are highly specialized baby-making vehicles. And so we have certain uh, metabolic and biochemical 
and hormonal patterns that men don't have. They kind of, you know, <laughs> they go through puberty and they're kind of the same all the way to, they do go through a corollary to menopause, menopause meaning the end of our menstrual cycle and fertility. They do go through andropause, but in between they're just coasting along. They're always the same while we every single month have complicated stuff going on, right? So we've got an egg being matured, whereas men just, they produce and mature sperm continuously all the time at the same level. So each month we, we mature one egg and then that causes a hormonal cascade of estrogen initially and then after ovulation and the egg is released, progesterone. And so this cyclic, this cycling of hormones, um, there's so many things that can go wrong in there, right? Just like with the can opener. So that's why we're more prone to hormonal problems. Now, having said that, there are men who are prone to hormonal problems as well, especially with all of the chemicals that we are exposed to in our environment, the endocrine disruptors that get in our body and disrupt our hormonal function. So for instance, infertility, when a couple is experiencing it and they're not able to get pregnant, 55% of the time, the man is having a problem too. So even though he seems like he's okay, he may be having some hormonal imbalance as well, but they don't have an outward sign every month, hey, I'm okay, right? We get our period. If we have a normal uh, length and flow period at the right time every month, that's our reassurance as a woman everything's functioning well in our uh, reproductive system. Men don't have that. So they can be having uh, disruptions, but the only time they're gonna know is maybe they can't get pregnant as a couple and they do a semen analysis and, oh, you have too many misformed sperm or they have poor motility. Well, that's an indicator. So that means that we also have an awareness problem. Men probably are having it a little more often than we think, but they don't have an awareness. Whereas we know, oh, my period was really heavy this month. Oh, my period was a couple days late. And I know most women who I've worked with thousands over my career are pretty they're regular, they know to the day when it's gonna come, they know how many days they're gonna flow, they know how many pads they're gonna need and tampons, right? It's a science, we, we know ourselves because the body when it's functioning optimally, really it, it's, it's like a clock, you can depend on it. So I think that that's why we suffer so much. And then, also, our, our ratios of the hormones are different. We, both men and women have estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, but they have 10 times as much testosterone and much less estrogen and progesterone, and we have probably 10 times the estrogen and progesterone, much less testosterone. And estrogen and progesterone are uh, very powerful hormones all over the body. You have more receptors for them in your brain than anywhere else. So they have a lot to do with our mood and our cognitive functioning. And when our estrogen and progesterone aren't right, we feel horrible. And then everybody's going to know about it, right? <laughs> so I think one, it's a part of awareness between hormonal imbalances with men and women. But then two, it's the complexity of the system 
that really allows for disruptions to be known. Right, right. No, those are all great points. And I, I think one thing you were talking about that I want to pay some extra attention to is the awareness of our cycles. Because mm -hmm. certainly for a lot of women that are on birth control, uh, whether that's birth control pills or like a, an IUD with progesterone, uh, the progestin IUD, they may not be cycling. They are, it, it's completely altered by this, these hormones that they're taking. So then they don't really know what's happening. Um, there's gonna, they're not gonna have a true sense of what their body's trying to tell them, right? Right, and, and, and I love to talk about this because I like women listening to understand that the hormones in the birth control pill and the progestins in an IUD, those are synthetic hormones that are not the same as what you have naturally. And so the intent and what they do is they basically shut down your own hormones. So most women, if you check their hormone levels when they're on a hormonal birth control pill or have a hormonal IUD or they have implants, they oftentimes have estrogen and progesterone and sometimes testosterone levels that are in the menopausal range, really, really low. And that's because their system has been shut down. So the baby factory is shut down. It's not open for business, which is why people use it. They don't want to get pregnant. But what they don't realize is that not having those natural hormones affects every cell in your body. It's going to affect your cognitive functioning and your mood. It affects your, your breasts and your uterus. It affects all of your cells. And you may yeah. not be aware of this. Mm -hmm. But your outward sign that you get a period on the pill, I hear a lot of women, they don't understand that that's an artificial period. That's not a real period. That is not a menstrual cycle. That's an artificially chemically induced bleed from the uterus. I mean, really, we should come up with another term for it because period is not what it is. And um, they, they, that when they're on the pill, they will get that reassurance. And I'll, I'll say, no, that's, they'll say, oh, I didn't get a period or I got one or whatever. That's not a period. And so you're falsely reassured if you're having that. And on the, the uh, progestin IUDs and the implants, they don't get that at all. And um, so I think it's for, important for women to understand that. I also think it's important for them to understand that these synthetic hormones have to be detoxified by your body and that they can cause problems. I mean, when you think about it, the difference between uh, making a male fetus versus a female fetus is one chemical reaction off making estrogen to testosterone or testosterone to estrogen. So that slight a chemical variation in one of those hormones can have that big a result or change in the environment, can make you a boy or a girl. And these chemical hormones in these pills or, uh, or IUDs, they've made chemical modifications to, which a lot of times we don't really know what the end result is going to be. And if you look at Provera, the whole issue of them taking progesterone in the 50s and altering it chemically to be medroxyprogesterone acetate, and then using it for women along with equiline, horse, pregnant horse estrogen, in 
female hormone replacement for women in menopause. We did it for decades. And then, whoops, Women's Health Initiative study comes out and they say, oh, they stopped the trial early because increased risk for breast cancer among myriad other health problems. You can still get Prempro, you can still prescribe hydroxyprogesterone acetate, and you can still prescribe Premarin, but they've been documented to cause myriad health problems. And so women need to understand that there are studies, for instance, that show that the earlier you go on the birth control pill, and the longer you stay on it, you have an increased risk of breast cancer. But how many women listening are on the pill and their doctor actually talked to them about that? And once you hit the 10 year mark on hormonal contraception, you're at increased risk. So I get a little bit on my bandwagon, but I, I think it, that we do a disservice when we don't help women really understand the pros and cons and the risks and benefits of what choices they're making for their health. Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it, you know, all of that, I'm so glad you're talking about this. I think it's so important. And I think that it's, it's overlooked, uh, not talked about very much. So that's why, you know, we're talking about this now. Yeah. And then I think what happens is that the people that have heard about the risks of, of birth control pills or uh, from, you know, some of the hormonal treatments, like the Women's Health Initiative study, then they think all hormones are bad. Right. And so then it goes across the board. But now we also have there's a there's a, a healthier option. Right. The bioidentical hormones. And then, of course, you know, we, there are a lot of ways that we can balance hormones. Right. We want to build a, a solid foundation for health because a healthy body is going to help that. But we also have bioidentical hormones that have act very differently in the body. So do you want to talk some about the difference yes. and, the, and the change that, that that makes as far as the risk, but still helping with symptoms? Right. And so oh, what you're talking about is the bioidentical. And people say, well, what does that mean? Is that natural? Well, it means biologically identical hormones, biologically the same as what your body naturally makes. So the estrogen in a cream that you might use or a trochee or a sublingual drop or a pellet, whatever it is, looks exactly the same as what your body naturally makes. So that's what bioidentical means. And so when we say synthetic, we mean chemically altered. Now, bioidentical hormones can be made in a lab. So in that way, it depends on what you consider quote unquote natural as to whether they're natural or not. And so I have to really educate people on this, but hopefully if you're listening, you're getting the difference. So biologically identical is what you want. When your body has a normal level, a physiologic level of these hormones that it's supposed to have, you don't have untoward side effects. You don't have an increased risk of cancer or other diseases. And in fact, you potentiate and improve all of the other health processes in your body. So this is really the mainstay of treatment that we'll use when necessary. There are other botanical and nutraceutical treatments that you can use sometimes to help optimize someone's hormonal function before going to bioidenticals. But bioidenticals are a safe alternative. And that's as opposed to the synthetics, medroxyprogesterone acetate, which is a progestin, not progesterone. Progesterone is what's naturally in your body. That's biologically identical. If you give someone a, a biologically identical progesterone cream, it's called progesterone. But a progestin is a chemically altered 
progesterone. So if you're listening, hopefully you're getting the difference. So all those progestins, norethindrone that's used in birth control pills, these are chemically altered. So there is a huge difference and there is great safety with bioidentical or we also call them natural hormones. So that's been used for decades worldwide and has been um, proven in the literature as well as with clinical experience to be safe and effective. Great. Thank you for clarifying that. And I know that for, for those of you who've listened to other podcasts of The Spot Doctor, we have talked about this before, but I think it's always good to hear it again because I think the more you hear about it and you know, everybody teaches it a little bit differently. So eventually it, it all starts to click and make sense. <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, I, I get it. Cause it, it took me a while to figure all this when I was in medical school and still beyond and um, continue medical education, trying to learn more and more about the complexities of hormones. Um, so when you were telling your story and also talking about some of your patients, you listed off a number of symptoms that are so common for women, weight gain, uh, sex drive, energy, uh, sleep, mood, a lot of these symptoms that are typically a lot of women think, okay, this just means this is what happens when I get older. This right. is what happens when I hit starting my mid forties, fifty, you know, going to fifties. This is what happens. Um, and of course, as as you know, and you know, we both know, there's there's a lot we can do to help support our health during that time. But I think one of the big things that was huge for you was the weight that uh, that you lost, as well as the energy. I'm, so, what do you feel like are there are some of the big things, and probably part of that sex hormones, but there are certainly other hormones that play a role in these. Right. And so, first thing I would say is that we've really been trained or indoctrinated in our culture that as we get older, we're going to get fat, tired, have no sex drive, lose our hair. It's just de facto going to happen. And that's a lie, right? It's a lie. It's the imbalances in the body that cause these symptoms. If you address the imbalances, guess what? no symptoms. And that's why now well into my 50s, I have better energy and health status than I did decades ago, because I've learned how to address the imbalances. So I may be a little off, the, off of your question, but I think that it's important for women to understand that they have a right to a higher quality of health to a, and to a higher standard of care and that they can access that standard of care. Probably if they're listening to your podcast, they know this. So I love that. Uh, but maybe like you said, they want to share this podcast with somebody who doesn't really get it. And, you know, this means that we can fall prey to every television commercial telling us, take this medication and you'll lose, you know, 20 pounds and feel like a teenager again and want to have sex and Right? It's not that simple. It's, it's always more complicated. And so for me, I really have a four pillar approach of how I address these issues with anyone, but particularly I love working with women at midlife because, you know, half of us in our forties are, I'm sorry, two thirds of us are overweight or obese 
women in their 40s. That is huge. And so it's really an epidemic. And so because that was me, I'm so passionate about working with women in that age group. So I really work with four pillars. And for me, the foundation is hormones because hormones are the communication system in the body, right? Information goes from one area to another and it tells your cells and your glands how to function along with the nervous system. So I consider those the two branches of the communication system. The hardwired nervous system, your brain and nerve I find a little hardier and a little less susceptible to interruption. The hormonal system, just like we talked about the complicated system between men and women, the hormonal system, because it's molecules being released in one area of the body and has to travel through the bloodstream to another, has way more opportunities for disruption. And the analogy I use with that, it's like the hardwired internet in your house versus the wireless internet. And I don't know about you, but my wireless internet every other day, I have an issue, cannot connect, you know, there's some problem. So hormones are your wireless internet. So that's usually the foundation of where I start with people looking at the three main metabolic drivers, insulin, thyroid, and cortisol. And then looking at the sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, those are really the, the big drivers. I mean, you have lots and lots of hormones. And then I move to the next pillar, which for me is toxicity and inflammation, which we really, if you think about it, I, I call inflammation is really rust in our body. And that's ultimately what we all die from is this accumulation of rust or inflammation. And that comes from a lot of toxicity. And then I look at nutritional deficiency as the third pillar 70% of Americans have nutrient deficiencies. The RDAs that were created in the 1950s really are not, haven't kept pace with the level of uh, nutrients that we need in order to detoxify everything that's coming into us every day. I mean, it's kind of like how our, our internet and our in we're on information overload. I don't know about you, but I can't keep up with <laughs> all the emails and texts and messages and all, I mean the information overload that we get in one day is probably is I've heard it quoted that is equivalent to what people got a hundred years ago in 10 years and so our bodies are inundated with the toxins and so we use up nutritional resources so we're depleted so nutrient deficiency is what I look at and then I always look at the fourth pillar is mental, emotional, spiritual balance that really forms this energetic framework around the physical body that you've got to get right. Because I find that you can detoxify and balance hormones all day long, but if you don't address that, you're probably not going to get the results you want. So those are kind of the four pillars that people need to be thinking about when it comes to optimizing their health. Oh, those are fantastic. Those are all really important. Um, and um, I'm glad that you talk about these. And, you know, one of the hormones that you talked about um, was insulin. And uh, that's not one that we talk a lot about on the podcast. So what, what do you do to help people with that? And I like identifying issues with insulin. Great question, because that's probably the number one hormone disruption in America right now, because so many of us are insulin resistant, pre-diabetic and diabetic and insulin, excuse me, is the hormone 
that's involved with that. And so, well, let me just talk about, so some of the symptoms, one of the main symptoms I see when people are having an insulin problem, they are tired all the time. So you can't really distinguish by symptomatology, whether it's a thyroid or cortisol or insulin problem or sex hormone problem, because if you have a disruption in any of those, first off, it's gonna affect the other ones. But secondly, fatigue is usually a major component. Uh, but I usually find with insulin, it's this consistent, it's not episodic, it's not like, oh, I get up in the morning and I feel great and then by the afternoon I'm crashed. That says to me more probably a thyroid or cortisol problem. But the in, people with insulin problems, they're just tired all the time. That's usually when I hear that, that's one of the first things I look for. And then of course, my favorite labs to look at are a fasting insulin, fasting glucose, and the hemoglobin A1C. I like also to do a two-hour glucose tolerance test. Some people may be familiar with that. We do it in pregnancy for diabetes. But this is a great place to do it because the fasting blood work may come back normal, but it's your response, your insulin response that could be impaired. And so we look at the same parameters at two hours after a glucose load, which might be as simple as a big white bagel with jelly on it, right? And a lot of people think that that's probably not a lot, that's a lot of sugar. So we look at that and, um, but it's so important because like we were talking about, all these hormones interact. I, I used to do this uh, exercise where I had the names of the hormones and um, on a plaque and then I would put it around each person's neck and I would have, I also forgot to mention DHEA, but that to me goes hand in hand with cortisol. And I would have people hold hands with the different hormone names. And so I use this as a way to show them the interactivity between the hormones because insulin is sensitive to what you eat and your glucose load. So if you eat a sticky bun, well, hmm, insulin's gonna go up. So then with this exercise, I would have insulin, thyroid, and cortisol all holding hands. And so I'd say, okay, insulin, you just ate a sticky bun, what happens? You go up. So what happens? You start pulling and then cortisol goes off balance and thyroid goes off balance. And then I usually ask them who knew that what you eat could unbalance your hormones. And everyone says, no, I didn't know that. Nobody ever told me that. And so a huge component of what I do and what we all do with naturopathic and functional medicine is educate our patients. I really wish that we would have your body 101 in elementary school because it amazes me how little most people know about how their body functions. But I always say knowledge is power. And so I'm gonna give you the knowledge that you need so you can be empowered to make different choices for your health. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. That's probably why I do the podcast, right? To <laughs> help um, educate and empower people, right? Um, so, well, I mean, and, and with insulin, of course, you know, what I do talk about, it definitely impacts the skin is one of the triggers for acne breakouts too, when insulin increases, it increases sebum production and androgen activity. So then that, um, that can also lead to acne problems. So we certainly talk about that when it comes to skin too. It's all interconnected. So diet, of course, will play a big role in that and, and reducing your sugar intake and foods that turn to sugar and balanced, eating balanced meals. What else is really, what else do you find helpful in, in, in addressing insulin? 
Oh, the number one driver, well, food is the number one because you got to stop putting in the high octane sugars and carbs because that's what your insulin is reacting to. But the number two action that you can take to help your insulin recover is exercise because the muscles represent the largest utilizer of glucose in the body and you have a huge muscle mass. And so if you do exercise, and I think the studies have shown just, if you did 30 minutes for five days in one week of aerobic type exercise that gets your heart rate up into the target zone, you can statistically significantly reduce your insulin in one week. And so it is the, the biggest action that I have people take next to changing how they eat. And then the third is there are some supplements that can help to decrease your glucose absorption or sensitize your body uh, to insulin. But I find a lot of people can do it just with the diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, this has been so, I mean, we could just keep talking about hormones and for the rest of the day, but <laughs> this has been so interesting. So Dr. Karen, tell everybody where they can find more about you, learn more about you and connect with you. Sure. They can check out my website, which is kierandunstonmd.com. And I'll spell that because a lot of people get confused. K-Y-R-I-N. Dunstan, D-U-N-S-T-O-N-M-D.com. There's more information there. And then I did have a uh, brilliant uh, meditation for brilliant hormone balance I wanted to share with everyone, which is a free download uh, that hopefully you'll put the link in the show notes and you can check it out and listen. It's a quick 20 minute uh, guided meditation that I created to help take you through a different exercise that will help you to balance all of your hormones. Oh, I love it. Okay. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll put that in the show notes. So that will be on the Spot Doctor website below uh, the interview. So we'll have that link there. So thank you so much for that gift. I appreciate that. Um, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing um, all your information. We'll have to have you back on at some point and keep our conversation on hormones going. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure being here. And yes, we could talk about hormones anytime you want. <laughs> Great. I hope you enjoyed this interview today and to learn more about Dr. Karen Dunstan and the free gift that she mentioned, you can go to thespadoctor.com, go to the podcast page with her interview and you'll find all the information there. And while you're there, I invite you to join the Spa Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows. And if you haven't already gotten your customized skin report, you can go to theskinquiz.com, find out what messages your skin is trying to tell you about your health and what you can do about it. Just go to theskinquiz.com, take this quick free online quiz and you'll get lots of information about your skin and your health. And also I invite you to join me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and join the conversation there. And I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast.